This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. 20 minutes before 9 on the Power Breakfast. Okay, let's uh, reflect a little bit on uh, that uh, famous victory, the Springboks making history, becoming the first team to win the Rugby World Cup four times, the most successful uh, rugby-playing nation now. They are now also emulating the All Blacks by winning back-to-back World Cups, uh, successfully defending the Dwebelus Trophy, and what a game it was. A nail-biter certainly was not a classic. Um, but, uh, you know, it, the result is ultimately what counts. And uh, Kaya Marotana, former Springbok Centre, and now joins us on the line. Of course, now rugby commentator for Supersport uh, is back with us. Uh, Kaya, you did say the score doesn't matter in this one. And uh, that's just how it played out. It was certainly not a classic. But that's the nature of finals, isn't it? Yeah, finals, you'll be hard-pressed to get a final where everybody's going to feel um, it was entertaining and hard-fought and all those wonderful things. But uh, Springboks had a job to do, and one point is all that was needed, and it was done. And it's it's one of those where you sit to reflect on it, and you start way back from the quarterfinals, mm. and, you just, and you just think, there, there is a power higher than just human effort. Absolutely, um, yeah. To, to to get something, to get that type of achievement, wasn't just um, you know human effort only. Mm. It's it's just one of those you can't explain, um, but it happened, and we are all happy for it. Yeah, I mean, as you say, this kind of the stars kind of lined up for us. You know, uh, mm. you know, you wouldn't have say, put your money on them. A missed kick like that one. I mean, that was all. Yeah. Uh, it's a big one. You wouldn't. I mean, and then a red card as well. You know, yeah. uh, in a final. So it did kind of line up for us. Yeah, most definitely, Tabs. And you know, it's it, it, it. You know, your heart breaks for the effort the All Blacks also put in. Mm. I mean, they they gave themselves the best chance at winning. And again, I'll, I'll keep going back to the same thing that it's one of those games where it was just meant to be this way. It was written before it was played mm. that it's going to turn out that way. And we just can't, we can't in our wisdom explain mm. um, how it, because no one will miss the conversion, which sure. you will normally get on any given day. Mm. And then obviously Jordy Barrett's um, long range kick. And those are kicks that he's very comfortable with. Yeah. And it just wasn't meant to be. On the other hand, I mean, you can look at it and say, well, Kirtley had a golden opportunity to score in the corner, and mm. that was also missed. So it, it's very difficult to try and explain it. What's important is that Sia has made his history to become the second captain to successfully lift back-to-back World Cups. Mm. South Africa is the first team to get to four. Those are the great and wonderful things we're focusing on today. No, Absolutely. Where does this group go down then in spring, uh, in Springbok, in the annals of Springboks of the Springboks? Uh, where do you rate this uh, group? Because uh, these guys are easily now the greatest there ever was in the Springbok group. Um, I dare to say the greatest in world rugby because it, it, as much as we're all frustrated with their type of rugby, 
but you look at what they had to overcome to become champions. I, I, I can't remember a time in World Cup history where a team that goes on to win it has played all five teams in the top six in, in mm. world rankings. Mm. And they've had to play Ireland, Scotland in the pool stages. They've had to play France, England, New Zealand in the mm. playoffs and to, to, to get to lift the trophy. And so that in itself um, is, is, is a feat unmatched by anybody. And I think, for me, it puts in perspective these one-point victories in the playoffs because mm. you are playing the best of the best in the world. Mm. And mm. you have to come up with a way to win. For mm. some people, it's ugly, yes, but it's a formula that gives you that victory. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now you look back at it and you have to admit, Rusty Jacques, Sticks, John Davids, Felix Jones, and all these guys, the work they've put in behind the scenes has been able to give this team and this group that, that opportunity for success. Let's try to talk about a bit about this uh, coaching team then uh, and what they have also managed to 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 to, to achieve here, you know. Um, and also some of some big decisions and big calls that they've had to make. Um, you know, when Malcolm Marks got injured, when they had to decide on their replacement, then they... Uh, went with Pollard. I mean, how big in the greater scheme of things are those kind of decisions? Where, what would you think were the key uh, moments where they just got things right? I also think these decisions are not as perfect for moment things. Mm. Um, mm. This comes with months um, of planning on, 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 on the scenarios that can possibly play themselves out. I think one is the fact that these guys are so meticulous and so to the point about what is going to happen and what is not going to happen. Mm. And what if that happens, what then becomes the cover? I think I think they've spent man hours unmatched to be able to come up with the different scenarios and to come up with the plans for the different scenarios. Mm. Everybody would have gone with another hooker replacement when Marco Masco did mm. but in their planning they had known that, yes, it is quite possible Pollard is going to be needed um, come the mm. crunch time in this in this World Cup. And so if he's going to be ready, a plan needs to happen for him to be able to come back. And this was the easiest. Because also remember, it was always going to be difficult for these guys to drop a player that's already inside the yeah. park who's yeah. not injured. Mm. And so within... Everything that happens, um, an injury happens that allows them to bring Pollard in without having to upset another player to say, Tom, thank you, you've done a job, but now now it's time for you to open space. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And mm. so I know there was a lot of criticism they took in, in some of those kind of decisions of not bringing a specialist hooker in mm. and bringing Pollard in. And now you sit back and you think we're world champions because they took exactly that decision. Yeah, 100%. What happens now in terms of the coaching job of the, the, the Springboks going forward? Well, Dominic Jacques had announced uh, before the World Cup that he got a post with Leinster in Ireland. Um, Rassi still has two years. Mm with the option of extending to the next World Cup. And I think uh, the rest of the coaching staff um, also have two years with the option to extend. Felix Jones is going. I think he's joining England. So mm. his thing is also, um, you know, sort of finalized. So my conspiracy theory around it is that Rassi will be, will be at the helm again for the next two years while they're building 
what needs to be the next group. Um, mm. So who's going to be retained? All those conversations need to be had. Who can make it to the next World Cup? And how many players can we build a squad around to build a World Cup 2027 squad? Mm. Yeah. I think in my conspiracy yeah. is that Jaume Nava <laughs> is going to go for two years and learn as much as he can how that rugby is played come back with two years to the next World Cup and bring all that knowledge and expertise and then see if we can go for a third in a row. Yeah. Well, as you say, the CIA has made him um, history for himself now. Back-to-back uh, -back, uh, captain, back-to-back uh, -back yeah. World Cup wins here. Um, from this group, along with Sia here, what, what, who, who moves forward with this uh, squad? I mean, um, if Sia is due to go play in France as well, uh, so, yeah, and as far as his bulk future is concerned, I wonder, what do you still aspire to when you've won two World Cups back-to-back? -back? Well, it takes something special Cubs, to to find inspiration to go even greater than great. Mm. Um, I think the move to France was perfectly timed mm. so that he can be in an environment where he can just woosah himself, just calm down and just strip himself of everything that he's achieved and mm. try to rebuild something new just to find that extra inspiration. And whether his book future is now come to an end or not, I'm not quite sure. You look at his age as well and then you have to wonder, has it got what it takes to get to 2027? Mm. Which will take him to about, I think, 37 mm. roundabout mm. in age by the time that World Cup comes around. Um, the body takes a lot as well. Yeah. Um, at at, at that level, um, you know, you you comment guys like Sexton that finished at 38. You comment guys like Brian Vermeulen that are finishing at 37 because that body is taken a lot. Mm. And so, as a captain now, if see I can find that kind of inspiration, oh, I think it, it's a lot to ask. Mm. Um, but you know, obviously, for his achievements. Um, I think all of us, as, as his supporters, are quite satisfied. Mm. But we'll still be in support of whatever decision he takes. If he wants to go for it again, we'll be behind him. Absolutely. Kaya, fantastic, man. Uh, we pulled off the unthinkable, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, and to, to, to actually get there, what we had to endure, and as you mentioned, the teams that we had to beat and how we had to beat them. Um, yeah, so it was fantastic. Awesome stuff. Thanks so much for coming on again. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful week ahead to all South Africans, by the way. And, yeah, keep your fingers crossed that that holiday is still coming. <laughs> Cheers. Kaya <laughs> Morotada is a super sport book uh, rugby commentator and, of course, a former Springbok himself, a man who played at a World Cup in 1999. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.